Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. I'm Heidi Doak, Vice President and Head of the Nashville Office at JPR. Joining me today is Tamiko Harvey, founder and editor of Passports and Grub, a luxury lifestyle outlet for Black women. In addition, Tamiko is also Conference Director for TBEX North America and Vice President of the Black Travel Alliance which is a nonprofit organization formed not only to support Black content creators around the world to increase their representation in the travel industry, but to hold the industry accountable and help them connect with inclusive communities through the Alliance. Earlier this summer, JPR was introduced to Tamika through BTA's premier networking event, Wavelength, which connected Black travel professionals with travel brands to build partnerships amplify Black voices, and bridge the gap that has previously prevented them from receiving the same opportunities as their colleagues. Following the virtual event, I had the privilege of meeting Tamiko in person here in Nashville, where we had an in-depth, genuine conversation about travel and the Black community, and well, quite frankly, race in general. It was one of those conversations where we both walked away feeling invigorated and inspired about the changes that are coming for the Black community as it relates to travel and our roles in making those changes happen. And with that, we'll jump right in. Hi, Tamiko. Welcome to JPR's Priority Status Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here as a guest of ours. I so loved meeting you a few weeks ago and really appreciated our authentic and genuine conversation about travel in the Black community. And I think it's such a timely topic, but that aside, I just enjoyed meeting and spending time with you. So I'm excited to hopefully re-engage that conversation here and share it with our podcast listeners. Yes, I was so excited as well. And as I stated in the email, anyone other than my family, I was like, yes, I'll go watch paint dry with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can hang out anytime. I'm so glad you're here in Nashville with me. But again, thank you so much for being a guest today. I think let's get started with just an introduction. You have so many hats that you wear, especially as they relate to the travel industry. So maybe just a high level introduction about you and who you are and what all you're working on. Yes. So my name again is Tamiko Harvey. Uh, For everyone out there, I am the founder and editor of Passports and Grub, uh, which is a luxury travel blog that focuses on women. Um, My audience is mostly Black women that have income to travel and go wherever they want. That's how I got started in the travel industry. I am now the conference director for TBEX North America. Uh, TBEX is the largest uh, travel conference in the U.S. and in Europe for content creators and DMOs and travel brands alike. We bring a close to 3,000 travel content creators from all over the world to uh, the U.S., Africa, Asia, and Europe annually, and brands get to meet content creators and work together. I am also the vice president of the Black Travel Alliance. You know, our mission is to amplify Black voices in the travel industry and hold travel brands accountable. And so, yes, I wear many, many hats, but I am uh, passionate about travel. I'm passionate about uh, diversity in travel and really helping brands understand the why behind the importance and not just jumping on a trend. Absolutely. I love your role in Black Travel Alliance specifically. You have so many things, of course, going on as it relates to travel, but 
When we met a few weeks ago, you mentioned that with Black Travel Alliance, you're also working with United Airlines and HBCUs to educate and recruit for hospitality, which I think is more important than ever before. But can you tell me a little bit about that initiative and what steps you're taking to educate and recruit people of color, especially maybe at a younger age? Yes. So we are in the process of, we're in talks with United Airlines. Uh, We have about 15 HBCUs that we are in talks with so that we can get young Black men and women to go into hospitality, whether that's PR, uh, whether that's in the travel industry. How can we help them see that this is a viable career for them? Uh, Because I really think part of the diversity issue is that there are not enough people in the travel field. There are not enough Black people in the travel field because they don't realize that that's there. And so how can we, as the Black Travel Alliance, go into these higher education institutions, talk to the young people, help them understand that we need you in this travel space so that when brands are looking for someone in marketing and they're looking for someone in advertising, that you're there so that when they're creating campaigns, there can be a voice inside of the room to say, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. Let's brainstorm some more, or maybe we should put someone black or brown or Asian or whoever in the campaign. I think those things are so important when we think about travel and think about careers. We also need to have people that are young and fresh and bringing fresh ideas into the marketplace. Absolutely. And have there been any interesting discussions or takeaways that you've learned from the younger generation as it pertains to hospitality and travel in general? You know, I think the younger generation is that they are willing to speak up a little bit more and call out injustices or maybe not even call out an injustice, but say, oh, I think that this isn't right and we should do this. Whereas sometimes once we get set in our careers, we sort of don't want to rock the boat. And that's what I love about meeting with college age students and having these conversations around diversity. They are so passionate about it and they're not looking at it from a standpoint that oh, I don't need to really be vocal about this. And so for me, that's so refreshing to hear the younger generation really taking it by the reins and saying, this is what we need to do moving forward. Absolutely. I think they're fearless, right? They are completely fearless. And they, you know, when you get someone that doesn't really want to rock the boat, they are afraid to go against the grain, then things become just redundant and you have the same campaigns over and over and over again. I was speaking with the Four Seasons and she was like, you know, how many more campaigns can I see with someone holding a glass of champagne, looking out the window with a robe on. Like that's been there, done that, it's played. We need new and fresh ideas, even in the luxury travel space. Well, speaking of luxury travel, you and I also spoke about how Black people in the U.S. spent over $109 billion on travel in 2019 and how it's an untapped market. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. You know, especially with Black women, you know, I'm a Black woman myself. I just came back from uh, Cabo uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we travel, we do luxury travel. I think that brands 
if they really did their due diligence and realized that there is so much additional revenue and incremental revenue from marketing to black women, especially that, you know, their numbers could be easily met. And, you know, despite the industry reckoning with race, there is a lack of representation in luxury spaces. Black people, we love upscale places, but without representation, you don't see us wanting to travel to those places. And so when we think of luxury, you always see other people representing luxury brands. And so my question for luxury brands, why are you hesitant to tap into that market that you haven't tapped into? And again, it's $109 billion for Black travelers, but I think for Black women, it's a little over $60 billion that Black women alone spend on luxury travel. That's a huge number that the market is overlooking. And even on top of that, while I may think of it as a moral case, if you look at it from the data, can brands really afford to say, I don't want that revenue? Especially in a post, and I, I don't even know if we can say post-pandemic at this point, in the time that we're in, can a brand really afford, whether you're luxury, budget, or middle of the road, can you afford to say, I don't want $109 billion in incremental revenue? Right. Based on your experience working with Black content creators and also just being a world traveler yourself, how do you think travel brands can better market to the Black community, but do it authentically? You know, for me, it's about asking the question, why? Um, I work with destinations and travel brands, uh, consulting with them. And my first question to them is always, why do you want to do this? And if they don't understand the why behind diversity, then it's more of a trend. And you have to have those hard conversations around bias because we all have them. But I think society has told us that that is a bad word. And it's not a bad word. It's just what you do with the information once you have it. We all have biases. But it's, again, how do you recognize them when they come up? Are you educating your hotel staff? Are you educating people on the front lines so that they know what that looks like when travelers come to your destination? And it's really about representation and getting brands to realize that it's okay to market to more than one group of people at a time. When you're thinking about marketing and how many times do we see a white couple on the beach and a black person serving them in the Caribbean. That is like played over and over and over again. I'm just saying, how about we have Asian people? We have black people. We have LGBTQ. There are so many other people for you to market to other than just having the same stereotypical couple on your advertising and marketing materials. Absolutely. And statistically speaking, Black travelers are 70% more likely to travel to destinations and places where they see themselves reflected. I think that's true of probably any race, is you want to see yourself reflected and see yourself, picture yourself in that destination. Correct. You want, even, you know, like you just said, even for me, and I'm well-traveled, I look at Instagram, I go to Pinterest, when I go to Google, what do I see when I am researching a destination? And if you don't see anyone that looks like you, 
you are more than likely not going to want to go to that destination because you don't know if you will feel welcome. And traveling is all about when you get there that the local people make you feel welcome, the hotel staff make you feel welcome. It's all about wanting to feel included and inclusive in an environment when you're trying to get away from your day-to-day life. Black people travel to the same upscale places that, you know, everybody else, you know, we go to Amalfi Coast, we go to Zanzibar, we go to Mexico, we go to all of these terrific places, but we don't see ourselves represented in the marketing material. So you mentioned earlier, it's more about jumping on this trend. Of course, it's about asking the why. So say you're consulting with a destination or a brand and you get past the why and they completely understand and they're ready for that next step. What would that next step be? That next step is going to be, how are we going to measure what it is that we're doing? You can have all of the right intentions, but if you're not measuring from where you started to where you want to go, for me, that's important. So if you want to say, oh, I've never worked with black content creators, or we only work with one black content creators annually, then for Q4 of 2022, I want to work with two black content creators, and then starting in 2022, for Q1 of 2022, I want to work for four black content creators. It's how are we going to measure what we did previously to what we're doing now and what were the results once we made the change? Perfect. It makes sense. I mean, setting those goals are hugely important, but it's also about making sure that it's, again, tying back to that authenticity and speaking to the customer that you aspire to have to your destination or to your property. And even once you measure, because everything isn't always going to be perfect, but I do think that even once after you measure to see, was there an increase in traffic to the blogger's website, to their Instagram? Have you noticed people of different backgrounds liking your your post? Then what do you do with that content once you have worked with those? Are you going to recirculate that content again? Because oftentimes brands will work with black content creators, but they don't want their content on their feeds because it aesthetically may not fit in with who they deem their audience is. So if so, if you're going to work with someone, how are you going to do that and make the content creator not feel like you was just checking a box to say, yes, I worked with someone? Absolutely. It goes back to the why, and it needs to be a full circle marketing approach. Correct. And when I asked you which hospitality brand you felt does a really solid job marketing to and including the Black community, you mentioned Tempe Tourism was way ahead of the curve. Why do you feel this way? You know, before, you know, George uh, Floyd was murdered, before all of these campaigns that are coming up now, Tempe Tourism Board They were already working with Black content creators. They already saw value in Black travelers. They already understood the why behind it. And, you know, I give credit. She is, um, she actually is no longer with the Tempe Tourism Board. She just took another job last month. Uh, But Tony was the director of tourism and she really, really understood it. And she wasn't trying to pander to the Black audience. She really understood the importance of the why. She understood that people want to get out. She understood that Black travelers, they are not just confined to the beach areas that they like to hike. 
that they like to do all of these outdoor things that, you know, sometimes the stereotypes say, well, black people don't hike, they don't swim, they don't do X, Y, and Z. And Tempe, they, from the beginning said, no, we want to have black outdoor travelers uh, come to Tempe, Arizona. We want them to see what we're about. They were so far ahead of the game when it came to understanding black travelers and doing it in a way that it wasn't pandering to black people. They actually did the homework to figure out how do we get more black people to Arizona? I love that. How do you think other leaders in tourism can utilize the strides that Tempe tourism has made? Or are there any other brands that come to mind that you think are are well on their way? To be honest, there are some, but Tempe by far is the best that I would say. And I also would say Memphis, Um, Memphis Tourism Board. They do a really, really good job as well. The uh, Milton is over the Memphis, Tennessee uh, Tourism Board, and they do an excellent job of working not only with content creators that are uh, from other places, but they utilize Black content creators that are right there in the city. Because a lot of times, uh, brands, they don't look at their local content creators and their local marketplace to get the word out. And Memphis does a really, really good job about doing that. In terms of DEI marketing, what do you think is still lacking and how can travel and hospitality industry make changes? You know, I think what is lacking is leadership. I think it's hard talking about race. I think it's hard talking about bias. I think it's hard talking about diversity. And when you're talking to leadership about diversity and people not take it personally, um, because if your brand isn't doing something right, it ultimately falls on the leadership of the tourism board. And so it really comes from the leadership looking at their destination and really doing the work to say these amount of black people come to our destination per year. If we just put this amount of trade funds dollar into our marketing efforts, we could get here. But it really starts with leadership and leadership really understanding that you can market to more than one person. And I think that if there's not anyone on your marketing team that is of color, if there's not anyone in leadership that's of color, you will have the same marketing campaigns year after year after year. Absolutely. Thinking outside of travel, what changes have you seen in terms of DEI efforts in the past year, or what do you see coming down the pipeline here in the future? You know, I think that the changes that I see is that people are talking about it. I'm not going to say that, you know, we are where we need to be, but the conversations are being had. You know, I met with you. It was our first time meeting each other. And we had a very authentic conversation about race where neither one of us left feeling, oh my gosh, that was hard. Um, or feeling like, you know, it was a heavy conversation, but we it was one that needed to be had. And so I think if people are honest with themselves and are able to have those conversations without feeling like someone is judging them or just getting to know someone and having lunch like you and I did, that's literally the first step is really if everyone you know looks like you, talks like you, sounds like you live in the same neighborhood as you, 
you know, you really don't have a diverse group of people in your life to really make informed decisions about another group of people. It's so true. It's really stepping outside of your comfort zone in any situation and making sure that you're asking the right questions. You're open to conversations. I don't think it's easy for everybody, but I think it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. And again, when you and I met, that was the most effortless conversation about race that I have had in such a long time. And it was so refreshing because it was two people who came together, had breakfast, never met before. And it was a real conversation about what do we need to do as a society, as a whole, how we're raising our children and what we want from the travel industry. And I think if people have those authentic conversations, then we can see real change happening. I couldn't agree more. Well, before we wrap things up, I have a few more personal questions. Let's give a shout out to some of your favorite content creators in the Black community. Who should we be following next on Instagram? Oh, gosh. Let's see. So there is Lauren Gay. Uh, She is an outdoor travel blogger, and she is all things outdoors. She is busting myths about Black people hiking, traveling, Uh, my first time ever kayaking. I went kayaking with her. I thought my arms were going to fall off because I had no idea that that kayaking was like so hard. Her blog is The Outdoorsy Diva. Hey, Sierra, uh, she is another fabulous travel blogger that I love. The Sophisticated Life with Dr. Nadine White. Uh, She is a luxury travel blogger uh, based out of Atlanta, um, and she is a uh, pediatric physician as well. Last but not least, I am going to say Travis, um, and he is, of course, all things luxury as well. And so they are my favorite thus far. What is Travis's Instagram handle? It is Mr. Levius, L-E-V-I-U-S. Perfect. You know what? I think he actually just joined our crew on a really special trip recently to Necker Island. So I know JPR, our family is very familiar with Travis. He is absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. He is my good friend. I love him dearly. And he puts out some great... His content is stunning. It's stunning. It's enviable. <laughs> did you see the one with the with the the yacht? With the yacht. The, <laughs> yes, oh I my did. gosh! I was like, I was like, Jesus, please! I need like, that in take my life. Take me there immediately. Okay. Yes. So on our next girls trip, I'm going to invite myself. I know you just went to Cabo with your best friend for a girls trip, but you and I are going to find a yacht somewhere. Yes. And set ourselves up. <laughs> And we need that specific yacht that he was on with. It was just, oh my gosh, I was just completely blown away. I was like, okay, I really need to be a wife of leisure so I can make this happen. All right. Well, when you figure that out, you pass that along to me. Yes. And I know you have a personal brand launch coming down the pipeline. What should our listeners know about that? Yes. So I am launching here shortly. Uh, my own uh, diversity and inclusion and equity consulting firm that is going to work directly with travel brands, DMOs, and CVBs to really help them understand the importance and the why and to get the ball rolling and, and move from thinking about what we need to do to actually putting an action plan in place 
Um, because I think a lot of brands want to do it. They want to do the work. They don't know how to do the work. And then they also are afraid that if they get it wrong, will they be counseled? So how do we help brands in this council culture realize that, okay, if you make a mistake, you know, mistakes happen. If you get something wrong, this is what you need to do to fix it and then move on. And so I think brands don't know what to do and they don't know who to go to to help them. But the problem is, is that when they don't know what to do, sometimes they're doing nothing at all. And that's almost worse. And that is exactly where we are right now. They don't know what to do, so they do nothing. And so I want to really help destinations really hone in to what it is they need to be doing from start to finish and doing the work and helping their tourism board, the hotel brands, um, when they go into you know the centers and picking up flyers for what to do in an XYZ destination, that they understand what it means to be approachable and how people can feel wanted and safe in their destination. So that is what my next business venture is going to be. And I'm excited to launch. I love that. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that launch and, of course, support it from the JPR side of things. And hopefully our listeners will give you a follow after this podcast. Thank you. One final question, because we love all things travel. If you could pack your bags and go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go and why? Zanzibar is where I would go. I turned 50 August 8th. Either Zanzibar or Lake Como. Those are where I'm I'm teetering on right now. I know they're completely opposite sides, um, but those are the two top destinations that are on my bucket list right now. I want to go to Lake Como just because it's Lake Como and I want to look like I'm a million dollars and on me like a luxury yacht riding around looking at all the beautiful homes. So Lake Como or Zanzibar, those are the the two top places on on my travel bucket list right now. I love it. Well, I hope one or maybe both work out because the big 5-0 is a celebratory year. So I'm looking forward to seeing where you land. So what's on your travel bucket list for this year? Oh my goodness. I'd be happy just to go anywhere, but... (laughs) I'm going to drive over to Murfreesboro and see you at your house. (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm coming over for dinner. I think that my... Toes need to be in the sand with a drink in my hand with my baby boy and husband by my side. I think that's in my future. Where I don't know yet, I'm scared for plane travel with a baby because he is nonstop these days. Yeah. Um, so keeping him entertained for a long haul is is a little scary to this new mom. But I'm also dying to get back to Italy. I just love that country so much. I was engaged in Venice and um, it just holds a special place to my heart. So it'd be fun to bring our firstborn back to where we started. That's also down the pipeline. I'm hopeful for the back half of the year in the first quarter of 2022 that will be all good and we both can maybe get to Europe again. I'm super excited about just, you know, travel in general and, and where we're moving as a society when it comes to diversity and travel. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on Priority Status. That does it for another episode. This is Heidi Doak. Thanks for tuning in.